Hey weirdos, welcome back to another installment of the 5th Dimension Podcast. My name is Juan, and over there is my brother and co-host Luis. Yo, what's up you weirdos? In our last episode, we continued our talk about music, and not only did we discuss music, we discussed bands, we discussed songs, we also rated them as trash, not trash, good, not good, uh, and Luis just in general continued his assault on some of the newer music. Oh yeah. Uh, man, you know me, you know me, you know me, I'm going to speak my mind and share some truths, even if it gets me labeled a hater, bro. Um, but I don't mind the label. I don't mind the label hater, whatever. Uh, but do you think I'm a hater, man? Uh, I think you have a black belt in hating. Uh, I do say that you have a, a, a way of justifying your opinion. Commendable, I think. Uh, but most would say you're a hater through and through because you're just an expert at it. I'll say this. In music, we have kind of similar tastes and we agree on most of the things. But when we take it to superheroes, comic books, or whatever, I think that's where we diverge. And you have this knack of finding weak points and exploring them. So, yeah, a hater maybe to those who are ready to defend what they love. Listen, bro. What I'm hearing and taking from all of you is that a hit dog will holler. Whoa, whoa. Maybe I struck a chord. Whoa, what, what, what? Did I say something wrong here? Did I say something wrong? A hit dog will holler. So I'll continue to rip onto these artists if I deem it necessary. And if it comes down to what we call music, then let's just agree to disagree, I guess. Man, the agree to disagree approach. All right. Uh, Well, speaking of agreeing to disagree... Today's topic of discussion is extremely polarizing. Oh, shit, that's right. This is going to be that controversial episode, isn't it? Yes, man. I think in light of recent events, we need to, we have to, I think it's our obligation to talk about and discuss gun culture and the Second Amendment in the United States of America. Hey, man, you know what? Ah, Jeez, that, bro, that's such a touchy topic. And, you know, with both, with both left and right political parties, it just gets very touchy. And, you know, after all, this is America where apparently weapons are more important than life, you know? What? 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 What I say? What I say? (laughs) Weapons are more important than life? What? What? You didn't like that? Yeah, I I think here you go on again. I think uh, you're ready to put on the the cap of hater. but what are your thoughts about this? Do we a something... hit dog will holler. Dang. Dog will Dang. Uh, so what are your opinions on this? <sighs> Jeez, dude. It's, it's such a touchy topic. But listen, listen. It would be irresponsible of us to talk about this subject and not realize that there's a problem, man. There really is a problem. But we'll get to that soon enough. I think the first thing we got to do before we say anything else or before we begin anything else is we gotta, we gotta make a distinction, actually make that two distinctions uh, when it comes to weapons, gun culture, and the second amendment. And these distinctions I think are the use of weapons in one, the personal sphere, and two, the public sphere. What do you think of these distinctions, bro? I think it's important that you're outlining these because uh, it really helps establish what we're trying to talk about here. Otherwise, we're going to get caught up in the argument of ownership of a weapon instead of establishing what is it that we're trying to say. Uh, I agree that the public sphere is a uh, the public sphere is a shared space with written and unwritten rules. 
Uh, it's a definitely an agreement, a social contract among people. Um, and I do think that the private space is something entirely different uh, and it functions on its own rules. But I think that we do have to be real about the Second Amendment uh, because the founding fathers... <coughs> the founding fathers. Bruh, if I may, let me just go off on a little tangent here. All right. The founding fathers, bro. That's such a romanticized phrase, man. Founding fathers, they didn't find shit. Listen, they're just cowardly immigrants from Britain that fled their fucked up country instead of fixing it. Ooh, you but, upset some people. But, you upset some people. But, what'd I say? You didn't like that? No. I mean... Go back to the country and fix it. Oh, my God. Oh, no, that's not good either? Oh, my much? God. A hit dog will holler? So, first of all, the Founding Fathers could not have possibly foreseen the type of weapons humans are capable of developing and the amount of damage they could cause. Agreed. Um, I think it's a fair point, but I think two-way or Second Amendment defenders won't accept it or see it as you do, man. Uh, I think to them, the text is just too damn sacred. Uh, there's probably just absolutely no room for change in, in their point of view, I think. And therein lies a large part of the problem, that there's no you know, bipartisanship. And uh, that's a big problem. Uh, I think we do have a serious problem with fetishizing weapons in this country, uh, especially guns. I think that there's a whole kind of movement to protect at any cost the Second Amendment. Um, but we got to be real. These weapons, guns, are designed to kill. And uh, even though it's justified as the right to defend yourself, which, again, I'm respecting the personal sphere of private property, your, your, your person, your, your family, uh, your, your property, in your property, right? The right to defend yourself. Um, but I just don't see the need of a weapon in the public sphere. And, and a lot of people are going to come after me and say, that is anti-gun. You're anti-gun. You're anti-gun. And uh, you hate weapons. I think this is where the distinctions come to play. As, uh, as we already said, um, excuse me, <clears throat> as you've already said, you're not totally opposed to weapons, right? But you do want more accountability and responsibility. That's right. And uh, maybe gun reform. Uh, and from the personal sphere distinction, I don't have an issue either. You know, if you need a weapon to protect your home, by all means do that. Uh, but I think for us, it gets tricky when weapons are brought into the public sphere, right? And here's where things change very drastically, where before, two-way defenders would say, yeah, I'm allowed to have weapons to protect my home and property. But now that you're in a public place, uh, public uh, sphere, uh, we would say to them, hey, no, you know, maybe there shouldn't be weapons out in public, period. And here's where you'll lose, here's where you'll lose the two-way defenders. And the, reason you would, and the reason you would is usually that they would say, no, I need my weapon on me in public as well. Mind you, most of these people, these two-way defenders, are the ones saying things like, but I support the blue line and back the blue and shit like that. But if that were true, then they'd trust the system and let law enforcement do their jobs instead of solving the problems with their own weapons. You know, what happened to back the blue? Ooh. Where's the support for the boys in blue? You know, mm -hmm. don't, don't you have faith in your boys to serve and protect you? If you need a weapon to be out, if you need a weapon to be out in public, you got fucking problems in my mind, right? If, if you wholeheartedly think that carrying a weapon out and about in public 
is a good idea and it must and it has to be a must have on you then you are part of the problem in fact to me you are no better than the bad guys you claim to fear you are part of the problem and not a solution so what about in terms of home defense i mean again like we said home defense is a different aspect you know and like we've already agreed if it's to protect your home and your property by all means do it so yeah the truth is i understand the need to have something that'll make you feel secure right like a security blanket or something that'll that'll, that'll make you feel better about where you are how you're protecting and what you're doing by all means yeah. purchase a weapon and keep yeah. it with you but here's the thing and i think we said this earlier you are accountable for that weapon you should register it and do everything you can to not only protect yourself but also protect those around you from who that that may access that weapon accidentally or could bring harm to others by accessing your weapon. Again, that weapon is yours. You are responsible for it. And I would agree. I think a deep and stricter registry of weapons probably could change the tide in this whole thing. You know, maybe it could, it could bring more control. Uh, but even if that happens, I think two-way defenders will say, but Juan, but Juan, laws or no laws, the bad guys will still find ways to get what they want. And what do you say to that, man? I know what I want to say. What would you say? I want, to look very, I want to look very closely at them and say, I know, huh? <laughs> what? Is that another what? I mean, it, it, it's funny to Is me that, that another when, hit, a hit dog will that could be. That could be. It's funny to me that when folks say this should not change, right? They're defending the status quo very, very wholeheartedly. And they don't realize that it's causing not only harm to others, but harm to themselves too. That, that, that could end up being very toxic to themselves too. Um, that the same could be applied for those who adamantly defend the privatization of healthcare, the privatization of education, because they feel like this should not be changed. Uh, we tried this, but it doesn't work. So we're gonna just stick to this private form, even though it's toxic to all of us, right? Whether you have health insurance or not, it's still expensive and it's expensive to get hurt. It's expensive to break a bone and it shouldn't be like that. So I think laws should always strive to change, uh, to adapt to society. You would think so, man. You would think so. It makes sense, right? I mean, you got a fucking document that's written back in 17, you know, when, what is it? 1776. 1776. Thank you, history uh, professor. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's a, it's a pattern that we see with these types of guys or these types of two-way defenders is... Uh, They'll cherry pick anything. They'll cherry pick the shit. They'll, they'll, they love to cherry pick the shit out of anything. True, true. And I think for too long, we've made excuses uh, for the Second Amendment. I think Mer Americans lean on that Second Amendment as the end all argument, but barely care for the other amendments, like the amendment that guarantees birthright naturalization. Uh, people find a problem with it all of a sudden and say, you know, no, 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 that's a problem. That's a problem. Or even the 14th Amendment or even the Fifth Amendment. They have, they, they seem to not really care about those amendments and are ready to let them fly, let them to be an amendment, let them to be stricken. But for whatever, even the First Amendment, I'll say, the First Amendment is, um, you know, freedom of speech, uh, right, your right to exercise religion as you see fit. Uh, the, second, the Second Amendment folks tend to think that first, the, the, first, the freedom of speech only applies to them, but not to everybody else. The freedom to exercise religion only applies to them and nobody else. So for me... Uh, this is uh, that if, we, if we're going to treat 
these amendments as sacred, then we do we do so for all amendments. But um, and here's and here's where I have kind of a an issue. Uh, I feel like people of color, when we ask questions about the Second Amendment, suddenly there's this monitored feeling about right about well, why are you asking that question? Why are you questioning my right to own a weapon? It almost feels like the Second Amendment is is designed to monitor people and make them feel otherized. Um, so it feels yeah. like a weapon is being used to silence those who oppose. And, and that's, that, that is an unfair argument to make. And uh, suddenly, all of a sudden, these death threats and assassinations and threats of war and all that, just because we're saying we should do something to address gun death in, in this country. Look, I think the point you're trying to make right now is probably just opening another can of worms. But I'll go back to this and I'll make this point right now. I think people in our country like to fetishize and romanticize the constitution, the bill of rights and the definition of liberties, right? Not knowing that these things are just concepts uh, that mm -hmm. can be stripped, you know? Wait, so you could take away my rights? I mean, just ask anyone that's been violated by the government, Japanese internment camps. Uh, Guantanamo Bay prisoners, citizens against the police, you know? Uh, and I, I think, and I think George Carlin said it best, you have no rights, right? You have no rights. You merely have privileges. And, and, and to me, that's, that's, that's the best definition you can find for what we really have here in this country is just privileges. And again, just to underline what you're saying, when you get people that claim that a certain privilege or a certain, uh, a certain right doesn't exist for certain people, but is meant for others, again, you're opening a different kind of worms and it just gets ugly. And that's where we are today, a volatile, a volatile and hostile society, right? I think so, yeah. And uh, let's be clear, it's an amendment, meaning it was added, right? And it's open to change, correct? Right. But how is it that laws change as a society moves forward, but this one amendment can't be amended to the present time? You know, That's it's, a good it's strange. If, yeah. if the goal is, if our, if our, if our goal is to strive to be a progressive country, let's say, but what, am I, what I mean progressive, I mean to have gun control laws like Japan and Australia, then why not strive for that? You know, why not strive to be to be a progressive country where we we can try to live more civilly right but no i i i think we can't because there must always be a boogeyman to keep people reaching for their guns instead of their books you know no society is perfect i'll agree to that but our society is, but our society is experiencing a serious problem right now and what's the counter from the other side but we'll need weapons in case the government goes tyrannical. And uh, bro, that just proves my point. How do, and your point from earlier, how deranged do you have to, to be to think and believe and wish for future violence? It's like what you just said. It's, it's like the two way is, it's like that's what all the two way is about. A hope that future killing can be perpetuated. Wow. We're one of the most powerful and most wealthy countries in the world. And yet we can't think past McGurns. 
it's it's fucking weird, man. Come on, uh, why can't we strive for a utopian society? Keyword: strive. Right. Why are we so complicit to remain in such a dystopia? I just don't get it. The underlying issue, and uh, and the underlying issue is just not the guns, right? The underlying issue for me is our political parties, our economic systems. You know, they're built to deliberately fuck with us and get us, you know, fighting each other while they just line their pockets up, while the politicians and corporations line their fucking pockets up with money. But uh, I guess this is a conversation for another time, right? I think... Just, it, it, no, I'm no, no. going off on a tangent here, and I'm you know, straight off I, the subject. I think you're making a relevant point. Actually, I think this is very relevant to what we're discussing access to weapons and the destructive potential that we are all capable of, right? I'm not going to deny, right, that I, I'm a, as capable as violence as the next person, given the circumstances, given the, the environment and all that. But uh, we're also saying that you're, you, right, you brought a good point of how divisive our political climate is right now, right? You can't disagree with the other person without the threat of violence already being present. And the, the threat of violence is already at an all-time high. For folks who are in the minority, whether a person of color or those who identify with the LGBTQIA community, chances are you will experience physical violence that manifests in severe injury or death. And that is very unfortunate. That's a very sad fact of our country. So, and, and this, I'll just throw this out there that according to the Pew Research Center, more Americans died of gun violence in 2021. Uh, murder victims died by firearms at an alarming rate. And uh, I know folks would be in there like, well, murder victims, right? What if they had a weapon and they could have defended themselves? But now you're ignoring the bigger issue. We're using firearms as a way to solve all conflict. That is the point, right? Uh, when it comes to when it comes to politics, we should not be ready to res to reach for our, our sidearm and say, I'm going to shoot you and prove my point. That is not the point of politics. Uh, when you uh, have people disagreeing, our, the point here, it should never be, I want to reach for my weapon and silence you. That, that's my point. That, and I'm, I'll get off my soapbox there. Well, shit. Let me share. Let me just share two examples that I heard in the news. You know, um, there was an instance where someone drove up to somebody's driveway to turn their car around. And before they could do that, the owner of their home got out of their home, shot and killed that driver. Mm. Another example, a very similar example, is where a young man goes to drive uh, he drives, he takes his car to pick up his siblings from a, uh, from a, from a house where they were, uh, but he goes to the wrong address, right? And the owner of that home shoots the young man as he's knocking on the door. It's just insane, man. It's crazy shit. And uh, again, I'm going to go back to my soapbox. Who's to blame for this kind of shit? Do we blame the guns? Do we blame what? I think it's easy to blame our fellow citizens when in reality, again, here I go again, I think it's our political system, our economic systems that has those like this. The sad part is that I don't think you can reach out to the opposing side and explain this. Because um, even if they seem to be receptive about it, I think in their heart of hearts and minds of minds, they're just too dug in, too entrenched in their position and, you know, and they're, they're too entrenched in the positions and things that they've been told and they'll never surrender, you know, in their mind, they will never surrender. They prefer to kill and die 
rather than to work together. And that's some sad shit, man. Mm. Mm. I'd like to think that there's a little bit of hope here. Uh, a little, I'm going to throw a little ray of sunshine in here. Classic one. <laughs> if Jon Stewart, who is the former host of The Daily Show and uh, hosts the, the, uh, the problem with Jon Stewart, is able to take on lawmakers who are opposing to different ideologies, if they can at least, if we can at least force them to consider a different position, I think that's the direction we should take in this podcast. I'd like to believe that too, but again, uh, both these parties are to blame for stoking uh, this division and hate. And as we've seen, this division and hate has brought some ugly and deadly ramifications. I will say that one side is clearly more extreme and more unreasonable in their defense for weapons in the Second Amendment. And that side, of course, is the right and the hard right. It seems like also we we got to throw in another kind of divisive type of uh, media in there, right? Like the divisive media is what I'm trying to say, is that yeah. almost every news station has a reactionary take, both conservative and liberal. On one side, uh, the question of accessible firearms, and on the other, the adamant defense of firearms as a right. And I think when you have those two polarized medias trying to entrench, it only furthers, it only, right, it only takes root, and it's harder to have a conversation so we're hoping in this podcast that we're, we're at least broadening and, and helping to see, right, that we should do something for for the amount of violence that we're seeing, for the amount of uh, folks that are dying unnecessarily of gun violence, that this starts a conversation. Yeah. Uh, in, a perfect, in a perfect country and in a perfect world, we wouldn't need guns for protection or to keep the peace, right? We'd use our brains and our words like we were told when we were little to solve problems. But since we live in an imperfect world, I, I get it, you know, I understand the need and want to have weapons. But due to recent events, I think it's imperative that we look at ourselves and amend the Second Amendment. Because no one is saying, take away your guns, right? Strip you of your guns. No one is saying that. But what we are saying is, Let's be more resp responsible with our weapons, you know, and maybe have uh, reasonable gun control, gun reform. If anything, we should at least check it. If we said earlier that America has a wound, you know, establishing gun reform or gun laws, reasonable mm -hmm. gun laws, if anything, that would put a Band-Aid on the wound that we have. And make right. no mistake, America has a nasty wound. To deny it would be very foolish and incredibly stupid, dude. And oh, willfully, willfully ignorant. I mean, our society is seemingly imploding right before our eyes. And to me, it speaks loudly of what, again, the political and economic machine has done to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it, it seems that it has us at each other's throats. And that's fucking dangerous, man. I think we need to realize and acknowledge that the American psyche or the American spirit is unhealthy. And what do I mean by psyche or spirit? I mean that the American mindset is on edge, you know? It's on edge, and for what reason? And like we've already touched, the media plays a huge part in this, but not, not responding to the, not responding to the problem, which is the, the prol proliferation and the use of weapons, right? 
adding weapons into the mix is just a recipe for disaster. But a lot of people will fire back and say that this is a God-given right. God-given? What God? A God of death? Why hmm. can't we work and strive for a perfect world? You know, again, key word, strive. To plainly say that, oh man, well, this is just the way it is. It's fucking stupid, man. It's fucking dumb. We are complex beings. We can at least strive for a perfect world. You know, and again, strive. But throwing up our hands and crossing our arms and just saying, well, can't help you, can't help it, fuck it. It's just something, it's something that an intelligent being would not resort to do. You know, some of these things are just, some of these things, and by things I mean the, the Second Amendment, is just outdated. And it must bend with the flow of time. And the time now is progress, not regress. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can hear someone out there in the audience or our listeners say, well, you're doing all this talk, but you're not doing anything about it. You know, what do you say to these things? Uh, what do you say to these people, Juan? What would you say to them, bro? I would say this is the whole point of this uh, podcast, because I think for, for too long, we've been entrenched in this belief that we're, we're only going to talk my side. You're going to talk your side. The hope here is that we continue raising awareness and hopefully, and I say hopefully, bring about some sort of change. Listen, listen, when you have two sides arguing about something, I'm going to be looking at the side that wants to find solutions to a problem. And when you have people dying in the streets and in public due to a deranged gunman, I'm for the side that wants to do something about it. And if you can't see, if you can't see that, then you're part of the problem. Two-way defenders probably don't realize what kind of, uh, what, what kind of a mess they're in. Um, and they don't realize that they are the monsters that they fear. Jeez. Well, man, I, I think we squeezed the most we can out of this topic, uh, man. Should we call it? Yeah, I think, I mean, really, we could go on, but we could, we could, we could go on, but um, uh, yeah, I say we should just call it, man. I think we but, said our piece, right? I think so. But I, I think we'll also acknowledge that we are very much on the side of gun control, some sort of legislation that, right, uh, has a registry. Um, but I think it would be fair to bring in another viewpoint. Uh, so maybe in a future episode, we bring in our little brother, Fernando. And I don't want to say little brother because that, that admonishes his his age. He's actually closer to 30 now. Um, and he's very experienced in life, but he is very much, very, very familiar with gun culture, very familiar with weapons. And uh, he participates. He's very much a two-way defender. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I feel it fair that we bring him in and maybe get a different viewpoint here. I think so. Yeah, that'd probably, that'd probably be a good idea. I'd agree with that. All right. All right. All right. Well, I just want to remind everybody to uh, to take some time and to realize your realization of reality. Again, I'll repeat this. Realize your realization of reality. Be mindful, be aware, and raise your levels of consciousness. Folks, the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists has the doomsday clock at 90 seconds to midnight. We should make every effort to be mindful of one another. Thank you all so much for listening. Thanks. Thank you, everyone.
just a quick note for our listeners. The Fifth Dimension Podcast is taking a break. We will be back in August 2023 with new episodes. 